Welcome back to Reel It In. This episode, we're going to be talking about mm. a night tale. No, mm. not a day tale. Yeah, not a week tale. A night. A night tale. Ooh, it's silent. Silent night. <laughs> Wait, Christmas. Is this Fortnite? This is the Christmas episode. Anyways, <laughs> I'm joined today by my three esteemed colleagues, friends, uh, acquaintances. What do they call the uh, the people under the the knights? Squires. Squires. Oh, my three squires. Yes. I get to ride the horse, not you. (laughs) Anyways, to my left, I'm joined by... Ben. Out in the distance, far away. Kevin. And then to my right. Andrew. And as always, we like to start reeled in with the age-old question, what are we watching? Let's go ahead and start with me. Ha! Tricked you. <laughs> Didn't think oh. that was going to happen. Oh. I go first, oh. for I am the knight. Yes. <laughs> oh, great. Sir what have I done? Lichtenstein. 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 So what have so you been watching? watching? <laughs> so I've been watching The Knight's Tale. <laughs> I, feel, I feel you, you know? I feel you. Just, Did you get a good night's sleep? Yeah. Oh, mm. oh gosh. You, oh, you know it. I... I got to, I got stories to tell you, but they're video game stories, so people should wait till I <laughs> to listen to them. Uh, shameless plug, wink, wink. Ryan, there you go, Ben. Now I'll take my five dollars, please. <clears throat> Thank you. Wait, we made bets? No, he he paid me five dollars to mention BioModel. Oh, okay. So Royalty check. Yeah, mm, exactly. Okay. <laughs> Point. 30, the, uh, checks, Thirty-two cents. Checks in the mail. Checks, <laughs> checks in the mail. Mm-hmm. I actually love that when actors show. Like, it actually isn't actors all the time. It's sometimes like when I watch football, or writers. Some of the or writers. Some of the commentators will like have appeared in like a random episode of CSI Miami, <laughs> and they still get royalty checks, and it's like for thirty-two cents, and it's my favorite thing to see. It's just <laughs> this, you got my royalty checks, and <laughs> don't spend it everywhere at once, and mm-hmm. it's just thirty-two cents, and they get it like. You know, once every couple of weeks because CSI Miami is rotating on TNT. It's, it's, I remember Widow uh, was talking about that where he got like 50 cents for um, the the Book of Eli. Still getting royalties from that. Did That's he funny. write? He wrote yeah. Book of Eli. So by Widow, you mean Gary Widow, Gary Widow, the writer of Book of Eli and Rogue One. That movie and, was in uh, the th- After Earth. Oh. Wait, Book of Eli was Denzel? The weakest of these. Yes. That movie was at the $3 theater for what felt like an entire decade. It's because, uh, you know, he's blind. Well, that has, <laughs> why did you just... You just majorly spoiled yeah, the Yeah, you spoiled the entire movie. Andrew. I was going to go watch that yes, for the I first did. time. <laughs> yes, I did. For everyone. That's I'm a madman. Andrew, Andrew spoiled a, a 12-year-old movie. Yeah. Well, I would, I would make an argument of like the Book of Eli, which we should do an episode on, but you... You there's like 18 spoilers in it. Spoilers in it. Yeah. So that was one of the best things about a book of Eli is that you went into it not really knowing what the movie was about, and they said, "But wait, he's there's blind. Uh. But wait, there's more. Yeah. But wait." Mm. And the movie just kept revealing more and more about the world. It's one of those movies where, when you watch it the second time around, it's better than the first time around because you're watching it for a different reason. Like Tenet. Like I would assume Tenet would be. A lot better the second time around, even though it was really good the first time. And around. Soylent Green is people. Yep. I feel like... That movie's boring. 
I feel like that's a different movie. I tried. Yeah, it's called what Soylent Green. <laughs> <laughs> I tried. You were watching it, and I tried watching it with you. I was like, I'm out. It's really boring. It's like a corporate dystopian movie. Is it old, or is it? Very old. It's, um, oh, what's his name? Planet of the Apes actor. Uh, Charlton Heston? Yeah. Ah. One, of, one of his movies. Damn yeah. you. You ruined it. So damn you all to hell. So Night's Tale is the only thing you've watched. No, I watched okay. WandaVision. Uh, oh. <laughs> That's why I was going to. You can't use mine. Oh, you stole his <laughs> thunder. Well, now we can talk about it. <laughs> okay. Andrew, what have you been watching? WandaVision. <laughs> Go ahead. Uh, Go ahead and tell us about our it. Re- resident uh, Marvel fanatic. Yeah. Can Kevin. Explain to oh, us everything. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, so no, what you see. That's Star Wars over there. Oh, right. right oh, okay. Right. Well, thank you. Uh, yeah. So I was really excited, especially when they started saying the names of the the babies and they're like what should we name it because um tommy and billy tommy and billy are power rangers yep uh, as aj pointed out but yeah those I made a characters joke. uh i think it's going more the direction that i was hypothesizing um what were uh, your hypothesize hypothesize uh so i think this is a combination of a storyline called house of m and in the early like 80s, there was a Vision and Scarlet Witch series. And I think it's a combination of that in which Scarlet Witch has created her own reality and people are stuck there. Uh, hmm. And that uh, Mephisto is a part of it. Uh, and I believe that Mephisto is Agnes's husband. That keeps getting referenced, but is not never in, seen. But never seen, because uh, I think Agnes, she call him Earl. Is it Earl Ra- or Carl or Ralph? Ralph? Ralph. Ralph. There yeah. it is. It's just one of those. Come up with all the old old people names. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh, Ralph. I would say that was um, what intrigued me the most about the episode. Something that uh, kind of brought me down a little bit was they didn't stick to their format. Of like, they kept the theme of the decade that they went into, but then they didn't stick to like the show. How like the show is set up, like it didn't look like seventies sitcoms. It like the the like the cinematography and the camera angles and stuff like that. Well, the opening song was very seventies. Yes, that and was. Then then, it started pretty hardcore seventies, and then it almost immediately left that. Isn't it more the black and white though? Isn't that more like fifties or sixties? Yeah, what I'm saying is in the, this episode. Oh, episode three. Yeah, yeah. yeah okay, I stepped specifically because in the first two episodes they they really kept with that, except for some key moments, and they changed the camera angle, and that's your like that's when it's breaking. And I think what they were trying to do is that. It's broken, like that. Uh, they've no longer needed to keep that going. Um, but I won't say too much because I don't. I don't know how much. Do we want to spoil stuff for? I mean, like, we're talking about it. We want to. We want to try and stay well. There's probably a person that's like, "Oh, I watched episode three. I want to talk to okay. someone about it." So um, I it's liked, also like thirty minutes long. Yeah. so just watch it. <laughs> yeah, uh, I liked the um, half of it is credits. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even notice. So the reason because why, we don't watch the credits. Well, no, because so. when you because you'll notice that an episode is whatever thirty six minutes or yeah. thirty four minutes, and when you stop, it's at like twenty eight. And like yeah. when you stop when the first credits start, the normal credits start. There's like six minutes left. Yeah, 
and then you're like, wait a minute, what's going on? And yeah. then the credits start going. You're like, um, am I missing something? So are, there's no post credits. I I, okay. I kept it going at the parents one time, and it's it goes through that cool uh, CGI thing of like the show in the background. Then it goes to credits going up like normal. Yeah. And then it goes. It like keeps flashing to like like every single language imaginable oh. of like information. Yeah, that's it, it's pretty common. So my my daughter watches Mickey Mouse Clubhouse and Minnie's Bow Ties, and the Minnie Bow Ties. Yeah, of course, uh, Minnie's yeah. Bow Ties, excellent show, mm. um, high culture. The lore and the uh, cont- like the continuity, the continuity, continuity they really the universe, stick to it. the universe. Kevin is lost. He's really are we talking about Mickey Mouse or are we talking about... <laughs> yeah. No, it, what I'm saying is that so my, my daughter watches the, the Minnie's Bowtie shorts right. and they're like four minutes long, but the, episode, the episode itself is only two minutes and the rest is two minutes of credits. Oh, okay. And it's like 30 seconds of American credits, 30 seconds of Russian credits, 30 seconds of Got German it. credits. Okay. So it, mm. it's something that Disney does with a couple of different shows on Disney. Well, I was watching the first episode and I was already confused by what was happening. So I actually like, I with paused it to see ties. how much runtime was left. And I was like, there's six minutes left. And then I thought it was going to be the credits and then they were going to like go back to the show or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that Andrew's pop filter thing. just, just oh, magically. My pop, fil- my pop filter just. <laughs> That was the greatest thing I've ever it did, seen. In my it head. did like a Resident <laughs> Evil Doro. Yeah, yeah, a little squeak. Really it just like and there was a great. All right, and now we talk about something else. Uh, Kevin, Kevin mentioned the thing, and then yeah. we paused. You want to angle the mic towards your uh-huh. mouth too? <laughs> that was definitely a WandaVision type occurrence. My whole yeah. thing is like, Andrew, what are you doing? Stop it, please, Andrew. Is Andrew, Andrew, Andrew are you Scarlet Witch? Andrew, stop, stop it, Andrew. This no, is, really, this stop is a it. new pop filter. Why is it so dumb? It's because it's new. It doesn't know what it should be doing. Right? Yeah. Why don't you try it up? <laughs> I'm good. All right, Kevin, what have you I been just, watching? I just fixed his pop filter. Well, no. I got more. Yeah. Oh, sorry. I, I, I apologize. No, your pop filter has decided you were done, Andrew. Yeah. I watched a new... I'm just the, the, for you. The mic isn't going to even stay up either. This is annoying. Uh, I watched was a new last Andrew. I watched a new, <laughs> I was prepared, and then all of a sudden decided to die. Uh, <laughs> game show on Twitch called Hive Mind, which is Twitch streamers doing like a family feud, but Ooh, with, I like it. But with Twitch chat, so they're. It's, it's so it's, six, is it like a poll and then the Twitch tree the reverse entropy yeah the Twitch streamers are trying to guess what their audience Correct. is going to pick oh, okay ah. so it's uh it's six uh streamers all at once um so there's two hosts and then four uh competitors com- yeah competitors hmm. and so then they are trying to not guess what like a good answer is but what uh 12 year olds think is a good answer for the because the because it's twitch chat. the dominant yeah people watching twitch are like they, younger audience they had to do like mario shoes like what brand do you think mario shoes are and you know people are like oh air jordans yeah jump man yeah uh no that wasn't even on the list it's like number one was supreme 
and like Gucci was on there, and it was just like these. Wait, is Supreme? Do they do shoes? I don't know. I feel like Supreme just does shirts that say Supreme. They do more than that. Maybe they do shoes that say Supreme too. But it was just—it was actually really fun because there was a guy on there who's trying to actually think about logically, and they're like, "You're thinking way too smart. You're thinking way too smart. Like you're five head right now. Uh, Twitch chat's like a two head. Like they—they they don't think smart. They think dumb dumb. And <laughs> and it was just pretty. Funny. Are you? Uh, insinuating that the larger your forehead is, the more intelligent you are. Yes, and it's that like the larger Megamind. and the larger and smaller your forehead is, the more numbers that are applicable to said forehead. Yes. So then it no longer becomes a forehead; it is now a five head. A five head. Yeah. Could one achieve higher than said five head? Uh, it's possible. But we haven't yeah, but seen, we it. Haven't seen with it. the advancement of modern science. It was, um, one day we could see yeah. a six head. Six head. Uh, so that was one. That's uh, it was like an hour. That like, actually sounds super interesting. Like there's a vod that someone went and cut, so you didn't have to watch the entire thing. A VOD. Yeah. Uh, a video and then I watched uh, my Korean show, and then I watched uh, K-pop stuff. When you said game show, I was. Automatically assuming it was going to be followed by Korean. Or no, Japanese. I don't watch. I don't MXP? watch any Korean. Yeah. <laughs> I don't watch any Korean game shows. It's a K those game are the, show. Those are the best Japanese game shows. Are there's like no Korean game shows. They don't play games. No. I don't know of any. They're called game shows. Game shows. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I was like, I don't like were... that. <laughs> I don't like that. <laughs> <laughs> Did I talk about the rescuers on the last episode? Yeah, okay. you did. You did. Then it's, yeah, then Speaking that's... of K, Kevin, what oh. have you been watching? <laughs> well, uh, so I told myself that I wasn't going to blow through the rest of season two of The Boys. But, yeah, I know. that's That was my reaction. But I sat down, and I was like, I'll watch episode four uh, one night after work. And then five hours later, I'd finish the whole season. <laughs> Because uh, I couldn't stop watching it. And it got to the point where I finished season two and then I watched the entire Inside the Boys, which is like the... the Poorly the named. Behind the scenes. Poorly named. Yeah. Or aptly named. And then I also oh, yeah, yeah, went and watched like entire Comic-Con panels <laughs> with the cast of the boys. So I'm full-blown addicted yeah, to that show like, now at this like, point. He's one of the boys he's, now. He's full yeah. inside boys. Yeah, he's If they would if they want to recruit to be me inside the boys. I could be uh like the, the show he wants to be oh, in, okay. in the show. I could be the the Chinese guy that doesn't talk instead of the Japanese girl that doesn't talk. Mm. So I they, like it. If they're recruiting nice. I, keep diversity. Keep the stereotype alive. No, 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 no. If you're a male, you can talk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. It's Just, only the females that they don't Be like. quiet, woman. Yeah. <laughs> I was Do also not thinking me. There, there's a couple him. there's a couple drinking games you could play with the show. Number one, you could if you took a shot every time the French guy goes, Kimiko. Kimiko. You would probably die by the so, first Okay, I'll bring it up. Um yeah. last last week I talked about the one storyline I didn't like, and that yeah. would be the Frenchman and Kimiko's relationship. It dragged on way too long and I didn't feel it really did anything for the show it's good to start there is a payoff as far as the communication aspect of her finally coming to but then yes the 
her him going emo about her yeah, yeah and then weird. her yeah right. her being I like I'm, i gotta go on my own path and it's just like, and maybe it's, it's really because weird. i read the comic first and she was established and they were just best friends that, oh, okay. that that really weirded me out and i didn't enjoy it yeah they kind of uh, they saved it a little bit in the end where i think they gave that backstory of how he went to save his uh like friend one of his closest friends and yeah. that <laughs> when lamplighter like burned those kids or whatever um oh man when lamplighter sets himself on fire Lamplighter was so good in that season for like <laughs> the one uh, episode he was in. Sean Ashmore. Yeah. yeah. I do think it's funny that he played Iceman and now Ice he plays. Man. Yeah, he played Iceman. Fire guy. There had to have been some reason. Like, oh, no, no, no. In X-Men. X-Men. He was. Yeah. He was. Uh, he, he was in Smallville. He was. I think he was like. Aquaman? No, I think he was supposed to be Barry Allen. Oh, the Flash? I think he was the Flash. Good for him. He's like a <laughs> he's like a poor man's Chris Evans. Good for yeah. him. No, being, he was really good. Different superheroes. Yeah, just being different superheroes. Ryan Reynolds also has been different superheroes. <laughs> he could bend time too. Bend time. Wait, who can bend time? Sean Ashmore. Ashmore. He's in. Quantum oh, Break. because Quantum of Break. the video game. All right. Yeah. We're, we're just naming TV a bunch show. of and TV shows. We're just naming a bunch of white guys who played yeah. a bunch of different superheroes. <laughs> uh, yeah, they made a TV show too. Oh, to go along with the game. That takes place, yeah, at the same time. That mm-hmm. makes your download of that game like 8,000 gigs. If you don't stream it, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Stream? It's, you don't stream it because I tried that and it, it doesn't work. Like, was buffering every three or four minutes. I was like, well, I can't enjoy this show. Mm. That makes sense. Nice. Listen, listen, boy, the only stream I got is down by the creek. What is the streaming you speak of? <laughs> All you young people in your this streaming. devil's work and streaming. You go fishing in the stream? So the boys. Oh, yeah, it was great. Uh, everything was great. Uh, Aya Cash was great as Stormfront. And after episode three where she killed uh, Kamiko's brother, I was like, this is definitely the worst you can do. <laughs> and then it's revealed later <laughs> that she's a Nazi. <laughs> it's the worst you can do, right? <laughs> yeah, I, I thought it was... Uh, Wait, I, hear it out. She's pretty bad, but what if we made her worse? Yeah, I was like, How is okay. that possible? Wow. We make her a Nazi. <laughs> um, it, season two for me, it just took everything from season one and kind of ramped it up. And I thought it was, I mean, the the final episode was extremely intense. Yeah, it was pretty crazy. Uh, the scene in like the forest when Stormfront's uh, about to kill Becca. 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 And uh, then Ryan just like roasts everybody. That was that was pretty good, and then Carl Urban, uh, we got to see him at his peak uh, anger, <laughs> which was terrifying, and we got to see Homelander be angry, which is always terrifying. That could be another uh, drinking game. Is any time he clenches, Homelander clenches oh, his jaw. Every time he shows up in a scene, he he's still my favorite. Uh, I don't want to say favorite character because he's such a terrible person, but he's. I still, think you can say that he's your favorite character. He's he's my favorite. Uh, Anthony Starr is. Tied, I, I think Carl Urban's the only person that comes close, but Anthony Starr as Homelander is just, like, every time he's in a scene, I'm terrified. What about the last scene you see him in? <laughs> <laughs> yes. I want to, I, how, how do I... For those who don't know. How do I describe it? Can I just flat out say what it is? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, he's, like, jerking off, uh, like, on top of a skyscraper. <laughs> yeah. 
and it's it's the most Homelander thing ever because he's like, I can do whatever I want. <laughs> I was like, all right, okay. So I'm excited for season three. Uh, I if heard you think that's bad. Wait for season three. Uh, yeah, I think they, I think they're actually about to start filming season three, so probably next year is when it will come out. But I'm completely addicted to that show, and it's it's brilliant. Bravo. No, it's Amazon. Yeah. Oh, that's true. Ben, ben what have you been watching? <laughs> so I uh, started rewatching the Cornetto trilogy, the Edgar mm, Wright, Simon yeah. Pegg, Nick Frost, bunch of hilarious movies. They're called the what? Cornetto trilogy. A Cornetto is a flat-topped drumstick <laughs> in the UK, and every movie they reference a Cornetto, picking up a Cornetto or... oh. I didn't know that's what they were called. I love those. Yeah. Well, I love two of them. The movies or Cornettos? Well, I didn't know what a Cornetto was, so I'm going to go with the movies. <laughs> <laughs> Which one didn't you like? At World's End. Oh, I love that one. Do you not like it or do you not like it as much as the others? I do not like it as much as the others. Wait, what are the three movies? Uh, Shaun of the Dead, Hot okay. Fuzz, and The World's End. Okay. And I just I find that Simon's Pig... Simon Pegg's character in a world's end yeah. is very frustrating to watch after watching the other two where he's such a likable character and he's mm. the protagonist and a person you're rooting for. Whereas in a world's end, Nick Frost is more the protagonist and like he's Simon, more, he's more the guy that you, yeah, you're rooting yeah. for, which I love Nick Frost. Still is so. Yeah, Pegg. no, you're right. Yeah. That is like correct. Character. The yeah. protagonist is the antagonist. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah, those, those, they were, they were a fun watch to rewatch. I uh, didn't notice this, but with the Cornettos, the uh, Shaun of the Dead, it's a red, because there's three colors that come in. Uh, Shaun of the Dead, red Cornetto, red zombies. Uh, Hot Fuzz, it's a blue Cornetto, because uh, police. And then uh, World's End, it's a green Cornetto. Aliens. Mm. This is a oh. cool little hidden hidden Easter egg I've never, I had never seen before. That's interesting. Yep. Uh, I also watched a couple episodes of the new, I think it's CBS, The Stand, the, oh, uh, the Stephen, Stephen King. King. Is it CBS? Mm-hmm. It's oh. on uh, All Access. Okay. okay. So they can do whatever they oh, want. That's right. CBS streaming has swearing it. Yep. And so. And it's, it's. Because really? I was watching, I was like, I was like, CBS. They're, well, they're I like remember watching, F-bombs. Uh, what was it, Discovery? The new Star Trek. Yeah, yeah, and then they dropped an F-bomb, and I was like, wait, what? <laughs> yeah, yeah, the office took a weird turn. Yeah. <laughs> when Dwight dropped an F-bomb at Jim. <laughs> yeah, oh, that was Dwight, prank. you're right. Yeah, yeah. I forgot about that. Also, the unedited version, it's it's and Beats, and Bears, and Battlestar mm. Galactica. Mm. So mm. Ah. there's a little tidbit for everyone. But the stand was pretty cool. <laughs> uh, there's a disease in this the book, The Stand, and they visualized it in a very disturbing way. It's where, very gross. Yeah, where uh, it like blocks any like phlegm from going down your throat, and everybody's throats like build up, and it's like a frog sack underneath, and like pus and boogers are coming out of their face and it's like the most disturbing thing i'd ever seen of the a version of the captain captain strips crap captain something uh, they call the the virus and it was very cool looking 
Well, but very that disturbing. virus seems pretty serious. I wonder if he's going to get a promotion, become like a admiral or a. <laughs> That's very funny. Uh, James Marsden. I got that. I got Thanks, that. Kevin. Yeah. Thanks, buddy. James Marsden. No, no, Stu. we got it. Okay. Got oh, it. you just didn't laugh. <laughs> Stu, Stu was pretty funny. Fun, not fun. funny. Funny. Fun to see. Yeah, he's always the the plucky hero. James yeah, Marsden. James Marsden. When he's not uh, emo Cyclops. Yeah. Or he was the bad guy in Anchorman 2. That's right. And then uh, Harold is a pretty hated character in the book, and he's played by the tall, skinny kid from It, it Chapter, chapter one, 1 and the 2. The one with the, the lighter. The flamethrower. eaten in the sewer? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he does a pretty... Like, Harold is like an overweight loser, and he does a pretty good job at being the loser kind of character and just creepy stalker ish and he did it he's done a really good job at that but other than that oh um in tradition of seems to be the stephen king universe film universe a skarsgård plays the villain oh nice nice alexander skarsgård plays randall flag the man in black and he's he's doing a really good job so far isn't that the guy from um isn't that who uh idris elba plays no, he plays. In he fights the, the other movie. Oh, he fights the Man in Black, mm-hmm. played by Matthew McConaughey. Oh, yeah. uh, uh, the Dark Tower. The Dark Tower. Tower. The Dark Dark Tower. Tower. And so was... Rand- Randall Flagg is the embodiment, pretty much, of uh, the Man in Black because the universes are all combined. I was gonna ask. Yeah, are they are they making it like all of these different movies and TV shows are connected in the same universe? I don't think so. Okay. It's, that would it's be... its own game. But in the uh, Stephen King universe, that's Randall Flagg is pretty much the man in black. Okay. Did you finish that Stephen King universe show? Stephen universe? No, it was the like, rock. The rock. Yeah. Second season. Okay. It Dwayne was, Johnson. It was also good. <laughs> it had, of course, uh, Bill Skarsgård as the main villain. <laughs> Because <laughs> why not? Is it based on the Sean Connery no. movie? No. But it's based oh. in in that town that The Rock is in. The is prison. Number one? Sean Connery. The prison. Oh, yeah. the prison. Oh, okay. Now we're going to... I was like, well, now we're talking <laughs> no, about... Are we film. talking about like Plymouth Rock? What are we talking <laughs> about? The town with The Rock in it. If you're Stephen King and you need to start a new uh, part of your universe, start with the word the. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then follow it by one word. And then going from there, I watched an episode of The Twilight Zone called I Dream of Genie, which was okay. Mm. It was a four season. They're hour-long episodes, which kind of drag on. But And this was a Genie episode where you think, okay, he's going to get his wishes and everything is going to go bad at the end. But it kind of flips it on its head where he... The he genie, wants bad stuff no, no, the Good genie, stuff the genie appears and he says, "Only one wish." The three wishes didn't work. Everybody kept doing bad wishes, and so he imagines what his wishes could be, and they go bad. And then in the end, he chooses to become a genie himself. Mm, the Jafar scenario. Yeah, but he's a good guy, so okay. it wasn't quite like Jafar. But it was interesting that they weren't actually happening. The wishes going bad. It was his imagination was of what they, how they yeah. could go oh, bad. Oh, I like that. Yeah. And it was a great way to 
the main actor was really good and he was able to play these different kind of roles uh where one where he was really rich one where he was the president and one where he was married to uh his his attraction which was donuts yeah Hmm. he was really in love with donuts. donuts Uh, his donuts became uh, actress and a really famous one. Are those donuts on the table? Up for grabs, yes. Okay. And then WandaVision. <laughs> and then WandaVision. <laughs> Which, WandaVision, surprisingly, yeah. really oh, good. F- from what, like, I don't want to bash, like, I really enjoyed episode What's bash? three. Uh, yeah. Like Bash I, Brothers. I didn't yeah, think Brothers. it was as funny. It No. Um, it just went into the more story aspect of the yeah, show. It, it is, makes sense of where the show is yeah. going, episode it, it, three. It does, but I was hoping for more uh, hijinks, and the whole episode was on her pregnancy, mm-hmm. which was a bummer. Oh, yeah, I get that. But th- there was like some fun hijinks, like the scene with the, the, stork. the stork and mm-hmm. just... Herb uh, cutting through the yeah, wall. Yeah, Herb. Hi, neighbor. And <laughs> you doing okay? He's but cutting, it, again, cutting if, through the it wall. It feels like the show is progressing, but still doing that every new episode is a, a decade further in time. And I think that isn't going to stop because I think th- there's like eight or nine episodes and literally they can go a decade forward all the way until it's present day mm-hmm. as the final It's just episode. an episode of The Shield or Shield. <laughs> I wonder if they With are Michael Chiklis? To... No, Shield. <laughs> Agents, oh. Agents of Shield, yeah. <laughs> who also played the Thing. Yeah, it, yeah full, circle. full circle, Marvel full circle. circle. You see what we did? Who had Chris Evans? Oh, that's who's right. Who's played multiple superheroes? Let's talk more about Sean Ashmore. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He's actually a meta human called Eric Summers. The Circle. He wasn't the Flash, wasn't that but Tom he Hanks? could. He was fast. Wait, are we talking about Sean the Rock? Rock? Is the circle a Stephen King thing? No. But it says the yeah, circle. The circle with Tom Hanks of and uh, Hermione. Not to be confused with the cube with Jennifer Lopez. <laughs> she was not in that. The cube? She was in Anaconda. No, she's in the cube. No. The movie The Cube? The first or second cube, yeah. Maybe the second one, oh. but not the All first. Right. Well, we're going to be talking about a night's tale, <laughs> and we're going to take a break and check on the cube. And then when we come back, either I will be crying or I'll be yelling at Ben, I told you so. And we're back. I told you Jennifer oh, Lopez no. wasn't <laughs> in the cube. She was in the cell. In the cell. <laughs> it was some weird <laughs> earlier horror movie, thriller movie. <laughs> what what year what did that movie come out? By the, the cell yeah. or the cube? The cell. I feel like early 2000s. Early 2000s, okay. late 90s. Speaking of early 2000s, yeah, I was going to say yeah. the movie we're talking about today is <laughs> 2001. Look at that segue. A Knight's Tale. Not a Space Odyssey. No. No. It, like we can't talk about any movie from 2001 <laughs> without the Space Odyssey joke. Now we should sure. just do a, a line yeah. of episodes about 2001 movies and but just never make actually Space Odyssey. never actually review the Space Odyssey. Exactly. No. Because when did 2001 Space Odyssey like come out? The 80s. Yeah. Yeah, not allowed to talk about it yeah, in 2001. Yeah. Anyways, Heath Ledger 
in A Knight's Tale. Yeah. So basically, A Knight's Tale follows uh, these group of squires. It opens up on a jousting tournament where the knight has shite himself, as Alan Tudyk puts it. To death. To death. So in his stead, Heath Ledger decides to wear his armor, and they come up with this grand scheme of plan to pose as a knight and compete in jousting tournaments to win money, eventually falling in love with the fair maiden, meeting a naked Paul Bettany, and then fighting with an Irish woman blacksmith, but she feels weird and out of place. But anyways, Night's Tale, what'd you think about it, Ben? <laughs> that was right, a she's lot. Irish, right, Kate? Like, or Scottish? Uh, she's, she's something on the eastern side of She has a brogue the accent. U- the UK. Anyways, Ben, what'd you think about Night's Tale? When this first came out, I absolutely loved and adored this film. I had seen it multiple times to the point when we were just watching it yesterday, I knew every line. <laughs> it was very nostalgic. Yeah. Yeah, it's a great nostalgia mm-hmm. movie. What about what about you, Andrew? What did you think of Night's Tale? Uh, I've always loved this movie. It's one of those, like, I'll just throw it on just to watch. And this is something, like, you and I were talking about. You brought up, and I've never known this. The movie's two hours. Yeah, it's two hours and 12 minutes. Yeah, and wow. which okay. is insane for a, like, a comedy, like, drama, I would say that. Yeah, it's a comedy drama from, like, the early 2000s. Usually they're, like, an hour and a half, like, hour 40, and so just, like... Also, when you, like, think back on this movie and, this again, the style of movie and mm-hmm. just think about it, and you're like, oh, that's an hour and a half. What are they going to do for two hours and yeah. 12 minutes? Yeah, and it's, it's interesting because I never feel like... I feel like there's maybe one slowdown point, and so you never feel that. It's brilliantly paced. Yeah, you don't feel that mm. that uh, lengthiness of the film. Yeah, it's it's really interesting in that like the director, uh, Brian Hagelin, who hasn't done too much. He directed 42, which is the Jackie Robinson mm, movie. Which I've heard is really good. You know, it's actually, it's actually pretty good. Um, he also wrote Man on Fire, the Denzel Washington Ooh, movie. So he has a couple. He has a couple of things in in yeah. his back pocket. He he did Payback, but I don't know if you guys know about Payback, Mel Gibson movie. No, there was two. I'm of thinking them. of Paycheck with Ben Affleck. With Ben Affleck, not yeah. to be confused with that. But he does some interesting things in this movie with, and we'll get into music in a little bit with how like how shots, mm-hmm. how he plays with the camera. And like different styles, like there's the scene in the church where it's like really yeah. drawn back. The wide shot. Exactly. Yeah. Or just like the almost like a um, matador. There's that scene right before a jousting starts where he like follows the camera up and mm-hmm. through uh, the flag being uh, yeah. revealed and everything. He just he just does some of these different stuffs with it. So. I noticed that this time, like sometimes shot would start on like a... A noose and then pan down to the actual joust going on it's like that was an odd dolly shot like what was the point of that yeah he yeah he does some different it almost feels like this movie was a him like playing with like different styles Styles. of what they were doing but for kevin it was his first time watching it was yes what did you think kevin uh i really liked it i going into it i didn't really know what to expect i think being from the early 2000s and being told it was a comedy, I was thinking like, okay, it's going to be like a like a Will Ferrell movie or something. Just or something. Like a, d- a spoofish. Yeah, like doesn't take itself seriously at all. But that 
wasn't the case. Um, I thought they had a really good story, especially um, when the stuff with his dad kind of starts. That, that's when it started getting like actually kind of William yeah. Thatcher, the Thatcher. Yeah, it started or getting kind of emotional. His name is different. Mr. Thatcher, the Thatcher. John, John, that's John, Thatcher. Mr. John Thatcher. Thatcher. To you? Just the most like medieval English name ever. Mm-hmm. Um, no, really good. The The practical fe- uh, effects were really good. I enjoyed all of the jousting scenes. I thought they were, they felt very like. Authentic. Yeah, like they put. Kind of. <laughs> Well, if it, it almost to authentic felt, to a point. Yeah, yeah, it almost like watching the movie in hindsight, it felt like a really well put together Renaissance fair movie. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, exactly. But I mean, the fact that they they'd have the crowds, and for the most part, it looked like they were all everything was real. Mm-hmm. Like they had a couple green screen things, but um, yeah, all the costumes look great. I thought Heath Ledger was great as he usually is. Um, I haven't seen too many movies with him in it because I think I've seen Dark Knight. And the Patriot. Well, we can talk about that right now, where this may be a, a poor opinion, but I, I think Heath Ledger is extremely overrated, and it's because of the fact that he was Joker, which is one of the greatest performances on film, and he passed away shortly thereafter. But before that, he isn't in a lot of stuff, and he's not in a lot of good stuff. Like, no, a he's lot in, of people were actually upset when he was cast as a Joker. Yeah, so because heard, he, he yeah. hasn't done... That's, He's he's in uh, Ten Things I Hate About You. He's in Brokeback Mountain, which obviously was pretty big. That was the big thing about uh, when he was cast as Joker. It's like, oh, the gay cowboy, mm-hmm. and it's like he was in other stuff. Yeah, A Knight's Tale, The Order. Like, there's just these small, different movies. You're like Heath Ledger didn't really do a lot of things, and he didn't really do them well. I would say, like, I wouldn't I wouldn't call him an excellent actor before some of his uh, later performances he became he was sure. on his way up, uh, like, sure. up and coming well yeah like in patriot he doesn't really stick out as like man he killed that performance but he's also not a very important well he is an important character to the story but he's not mel gibson he yeah. was like the young heartthrob kind of like dicaprio yeah, yeah absolutely mm-hmm. young dicaprio he he is 10 things i hate about you it, he, he actually plays that role really well but it isn't asking someone to put on their acting chops to play a heartthrob in a team movie so but it's it's that exact reason because people were so skeptical about heath ledger it's the the reason why like when robert pattinson was announced as batman yeah. i was like oh he's probably gonna do I, great it's i'm in the and when ben affleck was cast as batman yeah and people were like ben affleck it's like and he killed I'm, it as Batman. I'm, yeah, I'm no longer Batfleck. I'm no longer uh, judging a actor's ability based off of past performance, right? Just because of how they've well, and then it helps like those, those expectations. Uh, like we talked about last week with uh, or a couple of weeks ago with uh, him and Tenet, Robert Pattinson and Tenet. Like that just kind of further solidified that I think he's going to do great as the Batman. Which it's goes into like Heath Ledger, where he passed away when I thought when he was probably mm-hmm. about to explode. Yeah, with how he did oh, in yeah. Joker, and then if you've seen uh, the Imaginarium of Doctor Parnassus, did I yep. say that correctly? Yep. Mm-hmm. Where he's good in that movie, and unfortunately he passed away during the filming of that movie, so they had to do some different styles. They changed the style of the movie to get different actors to come in, which was a really cool story at the time. I remember vividly. When that movie was coming out after the unfortunate path of passing, who's the main character? And what? Doctor Parnassus. 
Uh, Andrew Garfield's in it. Yeah, the the chick. Oh, she's barely in anything. She's, I think, was dating or married to um, Marilyn Manson. Lily uh, Cole yeah. is her name. Lily Cole. But really, the main characters. She was just a model. Christopher Plummer. Or Christopher Plummer, Dr. Yeah. Parnassus. Come on now. The movie's called Dr. Parnassus. Yeah, but it's he's not. I know. <laughs> but he's not. She is. It's like Willy Wonka. Yeah. Willy Wonka yeah. isn't the main no. character. But I think Dr. Parnassus is, is in it less than Willy Wonka. I was just, it Wonka. was the first movie that came yeah. to mind of like, what's the name of a movie where the name of the movie isn't about the yeah. main character itself? He's kind of the driving force of the of the movie. Yeah. Nice tale, though. Pretty exactly. Good. Speaking of acting, <laughs> what do you guys think of overall acting in the movie? This had, obviously, it has a couple of, like, people that are a little bit more famous now than at the time, mm-hmm. like, obviously, Paul Bettany, who plays Vision. Uh, we know him now from Vision. Alan Tudyk is known more for his voice acting and behind-the-scenes stuff. You probably know him from Including Firefly. A, a pull through the chest. Yep, Firefly. Okay. I'm a leaf on the wind. He does K2 and Rogue One. He also does the chicken in Moana. And he does the... There's some nice. <laughs> his three That's a deep, greatest, a greatest performance. There you he's go. the bad guy in frozen or he's yes. one of the bad guys in yes frozen. oh okay so and a lot of voice acting and he's the bad guy in wrecker off as well yeah he's he now has he's very good at voice acting mm-hmm. it's very surprising when you go and see oh who does that voice and you're like oh alan tudyk the firefly guy yeah. <laughs> and then i i go everyone alan tudyk the, the guy from a night's tale yeah that's oh, yeah uh, i didn't watch firefly and mr nobody from doom patrol doom patrol he does oh, a really good go. job incredible yeah. job in that yeah. But yeah, no, acting. What did you guys think of the overall acting of the movie? Because the movie is late 90s, early 2000s. It can be rough around the edges. So I will say, even though at times it didn't feel great, I thought every actor seemed to be having a lot of fun. Yes. Oh, totally. There seemed to be, uh, I wouldn't call it ad-libbing, but off the cuff. Like when Mm -hmm. the first time uh, Alan Tudyk was like, I will phone you. Yeah. And, he and like, he's trying he to like, come up with He's a, like laughing as yeah. he's coming up with the and thing. And you can see like Paul Bettany is also trying to like not laugh. Not laugh. <laughs> yeah. And just like, I think he made up it, what he was supposed to say. Yeah. It could have been and in the script, like, you know, uh, character threatens yeah. Jeff. With pain, lots of pain. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, so it's like him trying to come up with a way to. And even the somebody. background, like there is so much of the uh, audience in this yeah. film that are just having a blast. Yeah, yeah, they're just they got their faces painted and they're like rooting people on. It, it becomes a like a, it is a sporting event for yeah, the guy. Really, the it, guy fist yeah. in the back in the back. It corner. really felt I, like they just went to a bunch of renaissance and it's like, "Hey, everybody, mm-hmm. you're going to be in this film." I wouldn't be surprised if that's and something they did. Mm-hmm. Like because of them having fun, it just draws you in and you you want to be there as well. And I think the objectively the weakest actor is the kid <laughs> young young him is the worst oh young william thatcher <laughs> yeah, who is for, is the worst do you got your teeth boy <laughs> which is like father <laughs> also also like it's funny where like he's the the scene that we're referring to is um the main character william thatcher's father is dropping his son off to be a squire for a night 
so that he has a chance to become something different. The, mm-hmm. One of the morals of the story is, can you change your stars? Can mm-hmm. you, You're not just born into poverty. You can become more if you work hard enough at it. And so he's trying to give his son the best chance. So it's the scene where they get to England, and he, mm-hmm. he basically gives his son to Sir Hector. And he's like, Sir Hector's like looking at him. He's like, you afraid of me, boy? And he's like, no. He's like, you got your teeth? Great. And then like the second his father like goes to leave, he's like, father, what am I supposed to do? I'm afraid now. And it's like, wait a minute, didn't you just say you weren't afraid? Or what's going, what's going on here? Like, kids, man. Kids. kids. I hate them. <laughs> <laughs> the only person here with them. Women. <laughs> Women. 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 What are we talking? Which again, like the movie does a really good job of playing with like, um, like sexual structure as far yeah. as like. Um, feminism and just like how women are treated like there's that great scene where he breaks his armor and he's trying to get it fixed but he can't pay for it so he's going to all the blacksmiths hey i can't pay you now but i will he's like i don't know money up front money up front and they're just like well maybe you can get the woman to fix it yeah and like he tries to ask her and she's like no i'm not gonna do it unless you pay me and like he gets her to fix it because he's like well you know the other blacksmith said you know you wouldn't do it. You wouldn't do it, so... Or you can't do it. Yeah, you can't you're do a, it. a whammon. Did, did they mention I was a woman? No, no, no. no. They, they said you're great yeah. at horseshoes, but shite at this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you can't do armor. No, you can't do armor, so... Yeah. And that's... And, like, this... The uh, What I also like about the movie as well is that this... It could have done the thing where you think that pr- the princess... Well, she's not a princess. She, yeah, she's, I, like, I keep, she's a lady. I yeah. keep thinking that, like, what is she, what does she do? <laughs> she's just a lady. She's, yeah, she's just she's yeah just a lady of, of noble, noble birth. birth. Yeah, where she, um, Jocelyn, Jocelyn. There you go. Uh, Jocelyn, like, is supposed to be the love interest, but then flips on the head, and like Kate is the one who actually loved him the entire time. Oh, you're saying think, they could have done? Yeah, that? they could have done that. And I yeah. think a lot of movies do that. Is like you introduce this beautiful woman like midway through the movie, and the main character is on his way to try and achieve the beautiful out of his league girl and his love interest has been in his face the entire time. I think that could have easily been written yeah. in this movie. I was but, wondering about that too. When I saw her, I was like, is it going to pivot where he goes for the blacksmith instead of the, the, uh, whatever she is, the, the lady, the church lady. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She's the lady. I think you just call her a lady. No, yeah. she goes, she goes to the church every single uh, village that they go to. Yeah. yeah. Which the church was a huge part of. Yeah. I think, I think it, and also with that, the uh, uh, women back then, where the priest comes and shushes her, and she's like, shush "Don't woman. shush me and not him." Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and the and the movie does such a good job of playing with that of like where there's this again in the same scene shortly before that where she's like, "Do you think you know men have more demands and have more going on in the day?" And he's like, "Of course, <laughs> maybe, <laughs> maybe." No, <laughs> like it, it, it does a pretty good job with just playing with class structure mm-hmm. and, and Rufus Sewell's seeing her as just a prize and not an actual person. Exactly. He, mm-hmm. he, you know, like she's a trophy and he's a, she's the target and he's like, no, she's the arrow. And he's like, I don't care. She can be whatever, but she's a trophy on my mantle, yeah. you know. And like, <laughs> she would be my Rufus does such a good job, a good job of being a, a bad guy. I know. Every like, time he's a bad guy's bad guy. He's the kind of guy where every time he glared at someone, I just started laughing because yeah. I'm like, this is the most <laughs> he, bad bad guy. He is the in in this movie. He is the character who is in that is in that universe. He's, like everyone else is kind of like a meta character almost where they are characters in the in the, the but he's environment a char- 
But then, like, he shows up, and you're like, no, he is a character in that environment. Like, he could be a bad guy in a medieval fantasy movie. Like, that doesn't have comedic. But he's a character that feels... We, it's it's like the Karate Kid universe where everybody's like, where people outside of the Karate Kid universe are like, why do people care about this karate? Yeah. Where he is so obsessed with jousting. With jousting. Oh, yeah. When he gets like, literally, he, he's he off ruins in battle. his military career to yeah. do it. Like, it's just like, they make him just be, again, a bad guy's bad guy where he can't go in these tournaments is because the king is calling him. He's a military yeah. general obviously, but he literally has his men go rape and pillage and do all this awful stuff to stop being a military yeah. general just so he could go joust. <laughs> a very noble yeah. night, he night had cause. had squire, like, uh, collect information of who was winning the tournaments while he was in battle yeah. at war. Yeah. <laughs> He's got Ulrich. his priorities, man. Ulrich. Ulrich. <laughs> he gets He gets very angry, so... It's great. But in my opinion, well, let's talk about uh, Paul Bettany real quick and his Jeff's character where he's the the thespian, mm-hmm. the writer, the um, allegorist, where uh, they won't hold that against him. <laughs> <laughs> and it, it's funny uh, with all these actors, this was, I think, the first time for most of them that I had seen them. Yes. Yes, Same. Absolutely. So where like, uh, where you kind of like when you do what is it six degrees of Kevin Bacon? Yep. You can almost use this movie where you're just like, oh, a Night's Tale had that person in it, and they mm-hmm. were in this, and they were in that. And, and it really is the male cast, like the female cast. The female did. cast doesn't really go on to do a ton outside of you. You liked Jocelyn, Shannon. yeah, Shannon, yeah. who who does a. I've a, seen her in Wrist Cutters and the second Insidious film, not Insidious. Uh, Conjuring. No. Yeah. The one with the the ghost that's not ghost, but demon that's taking the children on the film. Oh, sinister, sinister, sinister too. Hmm. Not as good as sinister one. I thought it was still pretty good. Oh no, I'm just saying it wasn't as good as sinister one. I, I sinister think. one is my my jam. I thought they were both uh, equally. Oh, good. I respect it, but I digress. Paul Bettany, <laughs> what do you guys think of Jeff? Jeff is great. And his character arc of being this gambler who loses everything, um, and they basically need him because he can forge papers that show that William is of noble birth, and he becomes a part of their merry band, which is one of the, again, great parts of the movie is that they do a good job of adding characters to the band. Where it's like it starts off here are these three guys that are just trying to make it through, and then they meet a very naked Paul Bettany. Where I've seen enough of Paul Bettany's butt for <laughs> a lifetime after this movie. Within the first like fifteen minutes, yeah, you, know, you see him naked multiple. It's like times. ten minutes or just that's his all butt. It, that's all it took for Jennifer Connelly. She's like, I saw this movie, <laughs> and I knew I had to marry that man. Yeah, right. Paul Bettany's the one. Yeah. Well, when you were, I was like, oh, Paul Bettany doesn't age, and you were like, he's married to Jennifer Connelly. I was like, okay. Yeah, and they have Elijah Wood over for dinner all the time. So yeah. it makes sense. <laughs> I mean, they, they were mentored by Keanu Reeves. So. <laughs> <laughs> the ageless, the ageless wonders. Yeah, the ageless. But the movie does a really good job of just picking up, and then they pick up the blacksmith, and then obviously there's great undertone uh, character interaction in between Jocelyn's handmaid and then obviously Rowan, yeah. Rowan played by Mark Addy, which a lot of people will know him, of course, from Jack Frost. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what were you saying? Uh, yeah, Jack Frost is what I was saying. Definitely not. Which he's Game an interesting character in Jack Frost is because Michael, for people who have not seen Jack Frost, not the horror movie, the Michael Keaton 
Um, Where he becomes a snowman. He becomes a snowman. He's a bandmate. He's the bandmate and best friend of Michael Keaton, who dies in a car accident trying to get home. Yes, Michael Keaton does. And basically, Mark Addy's character in it gets in a relationship with Michael Keaton's wife after he dies. Yeah. But it's supposed to be like, uh, oh, you know, I'm taking care of her, buddy, and now I'm sleeping with your wife and we're getting married and... But it, it, they play with it in the story of, like, it doesn't make him seem like a really bad dude. It's almost like a good thing that he's doing. And Noble. In hindsight, you're Noble. just like, oh, <laughs> what's going on? And But in my opinion, speaking of Mark Addy, I thought Mark Addy was the best acting in this movie, personally. I don't know. What did you guys think? Who do you thought was, like, the, the show stealer? The, who was your, your favorite character or favorite acting in the movie? I think for me it was Paul Bettany, actually, because I, I had never seen him be charismatic like he was he was almost like he was like medieval medieval michael buffer <laughs> like announcing the uh the fighters for people who don't know who michael buffer is you may know bruce buffer nope <laughs> wait i don't know who i might have been buffers. talking about bruce buffer no they're the brothers are announcers for fighting oh and time yeah you know in this corner yeah like, so the one bro Buffer brother does boxing. Mm-hmm. Bruce Buffer is more is probably the more famous one. He does UFC. And okay, yeah, that's who I was things, thinking so. of. Yeah, but but yeah, you are correct. He is the announcer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, I thought he was great in that movie. The keeper of Italian virginity. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and then when he's like, they love me. He's like, I'm really good. Damn, I'm good. Yes. And the, the the final one was my favorite, where he's like stepping on Prince oh, Edward's chair yeah, and stuff. He's like, excuse me. No. <laughs> Pardon me. What about you, Andrew? Who was your favorite character? Was the best oh, the best character in this movie? I uh, I I don't know, because I love them all so much. Like I don't know if I could. In my opinion, my favorite character, but possibly the weakest acting, which is weird because he's incredible now, is Alan Tudyk. Like I felt he his he overacted. His character, I, I can and agree I, with his that. character might be written that way, and that might be why he he definitely uh, came across as kind of like a cartoon. Yeah, where kind of, your outsides will be your insides, which, which that was, will was be fire, your like, pain. He definitely is the comedic, like everyone trash on character, and it just like that was all he was, except for that one line where he's talking about his like love interest. And then starts <laughs> crying. Yeah, <laughs> when he when she reads it and he's like smiling, because it was like that was his line. But uh, no, I um, or uh, when she gives him a kiss to pass on. Oh to yeah, and then he Thatcher, and he then he kisses, kisses her. her. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Which it's is like, which is a pr- pretty great scene. <laughs> he's like, did he give you anything? A token? Yeah. Something? There must be. She did. He's like, uh, but the best acting. You or know, favorite character, favorite, favorite acting, character. favorite character. I mean, the favorite character is uh, the blacksmith. Ah. Kate? Mm-hmm. Really? So Ben talked about how he had a crush on the Shannon. job. Yeah. It's like Kate from A Night's Tale has always been like one of my Fair. download like, crushes. Oh, wow. Um, she's in Breaking Bad. That's pretty much all she's done since then. I didn't even know that. Yeah. And it really is just the character, not so much the actress, but just like you know the 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 not in the spotlight you know she does her own thing and she doesn't really care like about that other stuff and that 
is like attractive to me. So yeah. Also, when she had the hammers and she reminded, oh, yeah. she was like the armor from Mandalorian. Mandalorian. <laughs> uh, uh, the armor from Mandalorian's like Kate from a Knight's yeah. Tale. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah. Come on. True. If you want to be decorated. maybe it is Kate from Knight's Tale. We just don't oh. know. We haven't seen her without her helmet. My this goodness. Or, she wasn't that tall. <laughs> Yeah. What about you, Ben? Who's your favorite character or favorite acting? So I have always really enjoyed Rufus Sewell. And even though his character was over the top, I think he did a fantastic job of just being that character. Oh, the bad guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He I was think, good. He's only in he's, one other movie that I've seen him in. <laughs> the, the Uncourt. Uncourt. Which you can't find anywhere. No. Uh, he's also a man in the high castle. He's... Oh, yes. Um, I can't remember the character's name, but like the first... Ep season he's very much the villain and then the second season comes around and somebody dies in his life and he becomes more sympathetic oh classic yeah classic first uh, season a villain sympathetic becomes, Nazi becomes more of one of the main the Vegeta if you will Vegeta yeah. Andrew it's we not, have to bleep that out Vegeta oh <laughs> it's not uh, Furrer but they call him something which is like a high up Nazi Role. Mine fewer. fewer. No. <laughs> yeah, no. yeah, Kevin Ireland. He Uben, literally Uben just Gruber. said it's not fewer. Uber Gruber something. Uber Gruber Duber. No, that Uber. was a movie with uh, Will Forte. Yeah. Right. But his oh, character is fantastic in that show, and I, I've always really enjoyed his acting. Yeah, he's pretty good. I, I think what's funny when we talk about this movie, because again, my favorite is, is Mark Addy, is that you kind of have to go like four or five names deep, and then you get to Heath Ledger. Mm-hmm. Where Heath Ledger's character is good, yeah, it's, it's, but he yeah, isn't... it's funny. Heath Ledger's just middle of the pack. Yeah, he's mm-hmm. very yeah, he's very middle of the pack. And and a lot of times where th- there's that scene where Prince Edward's talking to him, he's like, "Your men love you, and that would be enough for me." Where it, that is kind of how the movie goes is that you're there more for the surrounding characters than him, even though the movie is about Heath Ledger is a shepherd from Aspect. You don't really care about Shepard? This is a movie podcast, Andrew. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I know. Prince Edward, did... played by a French actor. Yeah, Portfoy? Yeah. Portfoy? Who I've seen only in Resident Evil, the first Resident Evil film. He was that's, the... That's where I know the, him from! The quote-unquote married character of Mijovich, who turns out to be the villain. Ooh. I love it. I love it. All I remember from that movie is the hallway scene. The glass. That's what everyone remembers from it, to yeah. the point that they went out of their way to bring it back in a later movie. Yeah, is it really the last one? They went, Which, they went back, they went back into like an underground base that was a recreation of that mansion of the uh, the hive. How many so, of those movies are there? Seven. seven? Oh my! God. Something like that. Oh, Six? They're rebooting it. Yeah, I but heard not with Paul W. S. Anderson. Is it going well, to so, be so? It won't have Mila Jovovich in it. Yeah. <laughs> like that's that's fine with me so what's funny is that now we're on a tangent which is always great is that the hallway scene in resident evil the um leader the squad leader who dies at the very end who gets cut into the million pieces i whenever i see him i always think of there was a late 90s early 2000s tv show about people living with dinosaurs yep you know what i'm talking yep. about i watched that show. yes absolutely and, and he I, was one I of the main characters i, in I it. thought oh that's the guy from Resident evil and then Wait. i watched him at uh what was it well, called there was one of the bond films where he he's uh one of the people under m are you, oh, okay. are you talking about the sci-fi show in like 
Yeah. I watched like that Terra show Nova? too. No. No, that was later on. Terra okay. Nova was like later 2000s, like 2000 and... Oh, nine to 2011 it's funny right okay. right when you were bringing up that guy i was like oh that guy from that tv show <laughs> that's funny that we all watch that show because <laughs> it's kind of an obscure yeah show. I don't it was think super I obscure i think it was a was a uk show yeah call his name is colin salmon yeah is his is he always his name. plays like a like a military either secret agent dinotopia dinotopia, dinotopia. i don't even <laughs> think i saw it yep how did we TV all somehow series from 2002? We all somehow watched, watched that show. That's weird. Yeah, well, I mean, that would have been when most of us were like middle school, high school age, so we were watching quite a bit of TV. And then he's in the um what was the one before Daniel Craig? He was in uh a, what, Die Another Day. Yeah, he was Brosnan's. He mm-hmm. was uh, under M in the Brosnan films. Oh yikes. The, oh, that was... that last Brosnan film was rough. Yeah. <laughs> I want the one where the uh, another you know the one where the Korean guy changes into a white guy. Oh yeah, is that the one with the ice palace? Yeah, yeah, and like the the satellite that shoots like solar beams. And the that... terrible CG of him like paragliding on a giant on the tsunami. <laughs> Great times. Yeah, nice tale. Pretty good. Yeah, <laughs> pretty good. Pretty so good. I want to bring back some classics. Some classics. So mm-hmm. I want to ask a couple of questions for you guys. Mm-hmm. First question. If Jesse Eisenberg was in a Night's Tale, oh, stop, please. Who would Jesse Eisenberg play? Uh, Paul Bettany's character. Mm-mm. He played Jeff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Why Jesse? Eisenberg? Either either that or it's a um, it's a thing on or Alan because I think Jesse Eisenberg oh. is one of the weirdest actors that is popular and in a bunch of stuff. Either Jeff or Alan Tudyk's character, and he knows how much I hate. Jesse Eisenberg. Because uh, I also hate. I Jesse was gonna Eisenberg. say if he was in the movie and I had to pick, he would be a guy who dies in the first. He'd be the knight that dies in the first five minutes of the movie. <laughs> no, but, but you know him. Jesse, but you then you'll see it Jesse in a flashback. Though. For oh. me, Sir Hector, he's, he's Rufus's assistant. He's his squire. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He's his squire. Oh, that's not bad. Yeah. I just think Jesse Eisenberg now would be a good young William Thatcher. Gross! Gross! Stop! He's a child. <laughs> He's the child. <laughs> He's just like dad. But he but he acts like uh, Lex Luthor from yeah. BVS. It's like oh oh Jolly Rancher oh yeah strawberry. <laughs> Sir Hector's are you scared bored? Actually, what I think is, <laughs> you know, I'm as bad as is, hey, suit. if you came because up I'm with Facebook, bullying. you would have already created. Oh my gosh! Just thought I should let you. <laughs> Anyways, love Jesse Eisenberg. No. But the other one, another question I want to bring back. If they were to remake A Knight's Tale, right? Ooh. Should no. they? No, no. Should they not? <laughs> I think we all agree they shouldn't. They shouldn't. But if they did, should it be a movie or a TV show? And if so, who would play? Who would be one Ooh. actor or actress you think would have to be attached to the show? And what character should they play? Uh... So if they did I think a Night's they Tale, hologram Heath Ledger. <laughs> no, hologram uh, Heath Ledger. I would say <laughs> Roland's character, and I could see him, um, being like a like a trainer for new jousters, or, or new knights. Oh, so this would be a continuation. Yeah. And oh, so they would do a, like a later Night's Tale, the TV series, and would follow Cobra Mark Kai. Addy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. As Ooh, he, like, I like as he it. Kind of like is more of like a trainer for knights, that and could, so then your main not characters a bad are, idea. are a brand new cast for like 
up and coming jousters. I like it. Here's and fifteen dollars. Go make it happen. Of course, you're going to have the female lead who wants to be a knight and is told she can't be a knight, and so. Um, Do you work in television? Yeah. Ah, Andrew. Andrew, <laughs> make it. Who would be the lead then? Uh, Hillary Swank. No. No, it'd be like I, a, that. Was instantly the first person to talk about Karate, karate Kid. kid. Uh, uh, it would be Millie Bobby Brown. Yes. Yeah. Like a fifteen-year-old girl. Yeah. <laughs> no, but she she's do, shown she can do the aria. No. Oh, Millie Bobby oh, Brown. Yes. Aria is already she's already done that role. That's that is true. a good point. Yeah, that is true. a really good point. What about you, Kevin? Do you, like if they did bring it back? <sighs> I mean, I I don't. I have a hard time seeing that um, movie becoming a TV show, because I don't know. Well, I didn't until Andrew just <laughs> came up with the idea of the. Uh, yeah, but oh, if yeah. they like remade the movie into remade a TV show, yeah. yes, I agree. I agree. They would have to do a movie. So if they did a Knight's Tale remake, yes, who would who would you want to be attached to? Oh it? my gosh. <laughs> I'd want I I would like to see this personally just because it's it's on my my brain but I think Anthony Starr could be either Alan Tudyk or Paul Bettany's character cuz I'd want to see him in like a completely goofy like oh, cartoony right. type to contrast Homelander just being like this terrifying person and in real life he's like a total goofball. Oh yeah, he's he's so, really funny. Uh but the lead I don't I mean, it doesn't have to be a lead. I was just okay. wondering, like, what what is when? So for me, if they redid it and they remade the movie, they just bring Paul Bettany back, but they have Paul Bettany play Prince Edward. No, <laughs> that's what I was thinking. No, either Prince Edward or they have him play the bad guy. Oh, okay. Because I think Paul Bettany as a villain is actually mm. really good. I like Paul Bettany. And he I has think that Jude Law vibe. Yes. You know who could play the the bad guy? This is another boys thing, but Carl Urban could play the bad guy. Ooh, he could be Rufus. Yeah. Aldemar. He'd be probably a little more intimidating because he's Carl Urban, but and also just getting Carl Urban in a medieval style movie again would be great because I love yes. him as Aomir in Lord of the Rings. What about you, Ben? If they they remade Edgar Wright directing, Simon Pegg as Alan Tudyk's character, Nick Frost as Jeez. Uh, as as <laughs> Rowan. That's great. That's great. It could be another one of the who is the lead. Um, Ant Man. Oh. He's really oh, I like Paul it. Rudd. I'm okay. in. Okay. Ooh, okay. I'm in. Because Paul Rudd is the lead. was connected to that before he left. I. Wow. That's wow. right. To, to me, the I brothers would, come in the, clutch. Uh, they do a good job the, with this. Uh, you guys should start a, a filming lead, company. Lead of Baby Driver. I could also see. Oh yeah. Um, yeah, I could see him. Yeah. It's gonna bother me that I'm forgetting his name. It's gonna really bother me because it's uh, Ansel. Yeah. 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 Oh, you know, actually. John Hamm could play the villain. I want John Hamm in more stuff. Yes. I'm a he John would be Hamm. great in that I'm movie. a hammer. I'm an old piggy <laughs> rolling around in the dirt for John Hamm. Uh, the only person I couldn't think of who would play Paul Bettany's character. That would be tough to find a new... <laughs> I was actually thinking Bill Nighy, but that's too old. <laughs> that, that is too old. Paul Bettany back. No. Yeah, he, do, he does. Bring, bring Alan Tudyk back as he Paul Bettany's character. somebody new for it's the Edgar Wright universe. That's on my list of uh, movies. Stephen. Stephen. Uh, oh yeah, the very <laughs> Stephen say, Merchant. Andrew, no. Did you say oh, Timothy Dalton? Stephen Merchant. Yeah. No, I was He's thinking the bad guy. Uh, Stephen Stills from uh, Scott Pilgrim. Scott Pilgrim. Oh. Either Stephen. 
Stills or uh, oh no 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 um the bad guy Scott Pilgrim Chris Evans no <laughs> Luke Luke Evan no Luke it's not uh, no Jason Momoa uh, no. Dimitri Martin Luke isn't it Luke Wilson Luke Wilson Luke it's not it's Wilson. not Luke it's no, not no, 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 talking no, about no. Brandon Ruth no the the the, the Jewish main actor. bad guy Gideon. Yeah, yeah Luke, the, the isn't Jewish actor. It no, 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 no. It's the it's his the name Jewish is actor Jason and... something. And he's he's in like every Jason Schwartz. A, Jason Schwartz. Schwartzman. Sorry. Yeah. Schwartz. I think he's it's in, Schwartzman. He's in a lot of. Uh, yeah. Is he strong in the Schwartz? <laughs> but he's in a lot of. Um, Anderson, Wes Anderson. Yes, he is. Brandon that, Routh. Brandon yeah. Routh can play uh, Prince Edward. Superman. Oh, Prince. Oh, that's good. Yeah, I could see that. Uh, Army Hammer can play the cannibal. Because yeah. <laughs> so. he is one. <laughs> Allegedly. But before we end, uh, and um, we still... Elizabeth Winstead as the love interest. Oh, oh yeah. I would, yeah. I... She's in Scott Pilgrim. Yeah, yeah. Gets my vote. I don't know if you can talk about A Nice Tale and not talk about the music, though. Mm. Oh, yeah. And of course. in this movie, it has what? No, I'm not going to talk okay, about Okay, and that was the episode. Thanks, everyone. <laughs> uh, it has Queen. It has We Will Rock You at the very beginning. Where everyone's uh, stomping and clapping, mm-hmm. and then the electric guitar is played through the a giant trumpet, horn, yeah. <laughs> which is just which was such a great reaction mm-hmm. from Kevin mm-hmm. once it's done. He's like, "What? Wait, wait well, a Well, because Andrew Andrew already mentioned it before we watched it that yeah. like there's, but I was so I was waiting for it, and then he's got the trumpet up, and then the solo ends, and he's like, "No," oh. and then he just drops <laughs> it, and the guitar fades away. <laughs> Because like as you watch the movie, you're like you have you see the horn and you're like all right whatever, and it isn't until they drop the horn that you went oh wait a minute the horn was playing the electric <laughs> yeah. guitar part, which is really weird. Yeah. But the movie has Queen, Boys Are Back in Town, Thin Lizzy, AC ACDC, David Bowie, David Bowie. Like it's just like it's a lot of classic that, rock for sure. Oh, Lowrider, mm-hmm. yeah. Yes. All my Also, I I was laughing when they had the the Boys Are Back in Town scene because Thin Lizzy is an Irish band and they went back to London. That's funny. Which, yeah. I just, I equate that song to that scene. Yes. Every time. Like, I, I, anytime I hear that song anywhere, it's, I think of A Night's Tale. It's good. It's good. Yeah. All right. A Night's Tale. Go watch it if you haven't, and if you made it this it's far. On, it's, in, it's on Andrew's, Amazon it's on, uh, <laughs> Andrew's underrated list. Oh, ah. yeah. yeah. I would definitely say that. Also, like, in hindsight, watching it now, for, like, you were uh, mentioning earlier when you were talking about watching the Amazon, the hive mind thing, and then mm-hmm. kids being Twitch. dumb. Twitch, there you go. Not Well, mm-hmm. Amazon. Doesn't Amazon own Twitch now? Do they... Oh, they uh, I think they bought Twitch. That's why they have they have the Prime Twitch, subs Twitch Prime, and and but like now, like if kids now go back and watch it, they probably wouldn't like it. I don't think it's a stop no. It is definitely yet. a it kids was, these days. Yeah, it's definitely a when you as you're older, because it. I wouldn't say it's like you had to watch it at the time because Kevin just watched it for the first time. Um, True. You uh, you would probably need to have been alive in 2001. Yes, I think that really helps because Space Odyssey. Yeah. <laughs> That's a great joke, Ben. <laughs> joke, 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 joke. All right, before we go, I do want to bring back an old, an old goodie, a game. We used to play this game. We'll play now. Basically, I'm gonna give you guys. I, 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 did, I changed it up a little bit. Okay. But the main theme of it is, I went to old box office mojo, which keeps track of 
uh, movies, how much money they've grossed worldwide lifetime. Ooh. Right? So okay. it's worldwide lifetime movie. So not, not at the time. Not at the time. All time, how much money has this movie made in the box office? And I'm going to give you guys four options. Okay. And there's a theme to all of them. And you guys, your job is to pick out which movie made the most amount of money, and we'll change the order each time. I, I brought three of them, so Ben will go first for the. It will go Ben, Kevin, Andrew, then Kevin, Andrew, Ben, and then Andrew, so and so forth, and then whoever at the end picked the the one with the the most amount of money or got the most right wins the game for the week. Cool. Right. Sound good to you guys? I like it. Yes. Is there any questions on how the game works? All right. First up. We have live-action Disney movies. Live-action Disney movies. Mm. So there's four movies I'm going to give you. Yeah. Okay? You have to pick one. We'll start with Ben. Your job is to pick the one that made the most amount of money at the box office worldwide lifetime. Okay? Your choices are Aladdin, The Beauty and the Beast, Jungle Book, John Favreau, Favreau, mm-hmm. 2016 and the lion king hmm. which movie made the most amount of money worldwide lifetime box office aladdin all right ben is taking aladdin okay kevin your options are the lion king the lion king it's got to be lion king okay kevin's gonna take lion king and then andrew that leaves you with beauty and the beast and jungle book these are the beauty and the beast Beauty and the Beast goes to Andrew. Yeah. All right, so we'll start at the bottom. The movie that made the least amount of money of the four was The Jungle Book, 2016. Made $966,000. That's it? At the box office. Wow. Oh, sorry, $966 million. Okay. $966 million. Almost a billion. I forgot forgot a comma. I was like, there's no way it made that. I forgot a comma. And then in last place, getting one point, keep track of your points, Getting one point is Ben with Aladdin, which made $1.05 billion Jeez, that's still at the a lot box of money. office. In second place, Andrew. <laughs> the Beauty and the Beast made $1.264 billion. And far and away, The Lion King, Kevin, three points, $1.65 billion. I'd just like to point out that's, that's $0.65 billion more than Rise of Skywalker made. Did it really? Rise of Skywalker only made a billion. Ah, uh, darn. Uh, <laughs> only a billion. We're gonna have fun with this next, this next selection Which of Star Wars. Star Wars? Wars? Yeah. Oh God. Uh, no. No. Uh, so Ben has a point. Oh. Andrew has two. Kevin has three. All right. Up next, Kevin, you get a pick first. Why? Why? Of these four movies, okay. Which made the most amount of money? Despicable Me. Despicable Me Two. Despicable Me 3, (laughs) Minions. Of those four movies, which movie made the most amount of money lifetime at the box office? Well, I know Minions is based off of Despicable Me. Yeah, that's why. I'm going to go with... uh, I'm going to go with the... So Despicable Me 1, 2, and 3, and Minions. Can I... Am I allowed to, to hear when... They came out like chronologically. When they came out chronologically, like did he minions? Literally, he literally just told you. No, I mean, did minions come out before? No, the it's, third despicable. Oh, one. it came out. Okay. I'm gonna just. This is a, a blind guess. I'm gonna guess Despicable Me Two. 
Despicable Me 2. Kevin picks Despicable Me 2. Andrew. Um, Despicable Me 1. Despicable Me 1. Andrew. Minions. And Ben comes with Despicable Me... I'm sorry, with Minions. So I'm thinking like Lifetime. So Lifetime Worldwide Box Office. Okay, you guys ready? Mm-hmm. In last place, making a putrid... $543 million at the box office. Literally half is the first despicable me. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Okay. Yeah. One point to Andrew. In second place... Isn't it zero? No, one. One Because I got third. I got third. Yeah, yeah. In second place in two points, Despicable Me 2, oh, Kevin, made $970 million. Should have gone with my girl, man. In third place was Despicable Me 3 that made $1.034 billion. And the movie that made the most amount of money, Ben, really? three points. Minions because... made $1.159 wow. billion. It's the last dollars. one, and it's an established franchise and kids. Yeah, well, but I just feel like there's a, there's a, not, a decline. Not with the Spickle Me series, because so, it's become established as a kid-friendly. So I got two points for that? Yes, so okay. at, at the end of round two... Kevin has five points. That's right. Ben has four points. And Andrew has three points. But Andrew, not out of this. No. You still win this. Mm-hmm. And you go first. Yeah. No. Of these four movies, <laughs> which made the most amount of money, lifetime, worldwide, box office? The Fellowship of the Ring. Oh. The Two Towers. Oh, my goodness. The Return of the King. Or... The Hobbit Unexpected Journey. The Hobbit Unexpected The first journey. Hobbit Unexpected. So Andrew is taking The Hobbit Unexpected Journey. Ben? I'll take Return. Ben will take Return of the King. Kevin, The Fellowship or Two Towers? I, I got to go with arguably the best of the three, Two Towers. Mm, I think a lot it is of people. Arguable. I think a lot of people would probably put the Two Towers as their third favorite of the three movies. Really? really? I, I think, know a lot of people. Who I think a lot Fellowship. of people's favorite is Fellowship or Return. Return of the King's my favorite, but Two Towers, the Battle of Helm's Deep is like... maybe maybe that's what it is. I feel like a lot of people when they list their favorite, they go Fellowship, Two Towers, Return, or Return, Two Towers, Fellowship. It's like Two Towers is always like their second middle, favorite. Yeah. Well, it's uh, kind of like like Empire. I think is the best Star Wars movie of the OT, but Jedi is my favorite. Yeah, that same, makes sense. Same way. That makes sense. All right, here we go. The movie that made the least amount of money was The Fellowship of the Ring. It made eight hundred and eighty-eight figured million dollars at the box office. Second was The Two Towers. So Kevin, one point there, made nine hundred and forty-three million. So third. Is it Ben? <laughs> is it Andrew? Is Unexpected Journey, The Hobbits, really? it made $1.017 billion. Return of the King made $1.142 billion. That actually makes me very happy. And the winner of the week, coming from behind. He didn't look good. He took he took Aladdin, Aladdin. in the very first one. and then <laughs> it was a, it, That's not a bad guess. Came back, but here he is, Ben, winner of the week. He know he knows the game his I don't enjoy. <laughs> what? What do, you, what do you mean you don't enjoy? Okay, Ben does. So I, I'll take the win then. All right, Kevin. Good job. <laughs> Kevin wins. I won. I and if Kevin doesn't win, I then win, and then Andrew comes in fourth place. I accept. So then I, I win the game and buy him. I'll uh, I'll fun. chop the head off the trophy like a knight's tail, and you can like make yeah. gold out of it or something. Yeah. 
Yeah. So I I will find the adjusted for inflation because <laughs> I what I try to do with that is keep the theme, but then also lull you into a false sense of security. And that the theme was with a lot of those is whatever movie came out later probably made more money. Mm-hmm. It's because but, uh, establishing an IP is harder. I mean, starting a new IP is harder than an established IP. Exactly. But the sequel trilogy did the opposite. Where this is true. the ninth uh, episode nine made the least. See, out of- with with the with episode seven was my thought process behind the Hobbit. Of well, the name the recognition episode, episode seven. Everyone was waiting for for that movie to come out. Yes, and I was, I I know I was in the same boat with the Hobbit. Like I was, I was wanting this movie to come out. Same, yeah. And so, oh, there it is. Yep. Night's Tale. Yay. Pretty good. Any closing? Ooh, there it is. <laughs> that should have been in the. That should have been a song in the movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> it wouldn't have. It wouldn't have adhered to the '70s classic rock. No. It would just been weird. Yeah. Shaka laka. Yeah, just a random. <laughs> have you guys seen the that Geico commercial with it? No, I don't watch TV. Where? <laughs> oh. Ba- basically, basically they uh. A, a mom is like making ice cream sundaes in the kitchen with the um, artists that do whoop. There it is. And the uh, father and daughter come home and they're, and they're, they're singing scoop. There it is. Oh, I have seen that scoop, commercial. There, because they're scooping ice cream. And then at the end, instead of saying chakalaka, they're going chakalaka, chakalaka as they're pulling chocolate syrups <laughs> on top of it. And then at the end, the guy goes sprinkles. <laughs>